Welcome to the Child Care Bar and Grill Podcast. I'm Jeff Johnson coming to you live from upstairs studios here at the Explorations Early Learning Intergalactic Headquarters. I'm with Danita Dinger and Lisa Murphy. Very nice. We're here today to talk about calendars. Where you guys want to start on this topic? Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Do you know that one, Lisa? Ah, uh, yes. Yeah. And then we'd go Sunday, Thursday, Monday, Tuesday. What day is it today? Wednesday. Today is Wednesday. That's what it is today. And meanwhile, today five minutes of your life uh-huh. are gone. Uh-huh. Yeah. And all they've done is recited something that means nothing, in my opinion. Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and then the week is done. Oh, I have not heard that one. There's an Adams Family one. Sun, sun, there's Sunday and there's Monday. There's Tuesday and there's Wednesday. There's Thursday and there's Friday. And then there's Saturday. Da-na-na-na. Mm-hmm. Wow. Um, so what age kids are we doing? This is like three- and four-year-olds a lot of the time, huh? Like mm-hmm. they've got a lot of... Like well, got- I've definitely changed my mind when it comes to this thing. I mean, I used to do this too back in the day with the poopy face and the laminated lady. Yes. I mean, this was definitely one of the first things, though, that I started changing my mind on. But when we were doing circle time, oh, it was crisscross applesauce, one, two, three, oh. eyes on me. And then we had, I mean, it was in order. I mean, first we did this, yes, and then so we did Lisa, that. I, was, I did and too. And the calendar. And, and, and then Weather Wizard. and. But you could tell that they weren't getting it and at all. Now I've learned that if I am constantly having to tell somebody to sit nice or hands to yourself or blah, 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 it's time to reevaluate me and what I am expecting at this time. And that's what circle time had become for me. It was it, it, of no interest, really. Yeah. I think we'll, do a, whole, we'll do a whole episode on circle time. I think time, just on think. circle time. Yeah. The, the calendar right. in general, I what what I've evolved from was that yesterday is like me sitting in the at, the at the carpet and it's turning into hunt let's hunt for the day that Miss Lisa has in her head. And the reality is is that if you ask the kids what day is today, you know, somebody's going to say it's a movie day and somebody's going to say it's pizza day and somebody's going to say it's the day my daddy picks me up and those are all correct answers but but we were on the the hunt for somebody to say Wednesday and thank God Laura Ann was there cuz you know Laura Ann always knew what she was supposed to say but even though she knew what to say, it still she doesn't didn't. mean she knows no. what she's doing. And and even NAYC's Young Children Journal came out about two years ago with an article that was called, and I'm paraphrasing because I'm not sure right now, but it was something like, you're still doing calendar? And really kind of ex- like an expose really on on how completely inappropriate what we think we should be doing is. We have a calendar. We'll use a calendar, but it looks like what people really have in their home, and we keep track of birthdays, which reality check is the only thing kids care about right. on a calendar anyway. And one of the things in the article, and maybe we can get a copy of it to put up on when we launch this one, is if if we are being expected by who, whoever to be teaching children about time, or as I like to call it, the temporal understanding, kids our age and our age group get before and after and even if we didn't know that, I think we kind of know that. They get before you eat, after you eat, before your snack, after your snack, after your nap, before your nap. They get that. But yesterday, today, tomorrow, especially a full-day program, so many of us are a full-day all day, and the kids wake up after a nap, 
And then we're talking about this morning and they're thinking about yesterday. I mean, it's like a, it's like a whole new day. Cause they just can't, they're just not there abstractly mm-hmm. yet. And, and one of my stories about my family growing up, we went to Disneyland every year as a family. That was our vacation. <laughs> we thought we were there for a week. We were only there like three days, but our parents made us take a nap. And so we woke up and we went back to the park and we're like, woohoo, it's day two. Oh, and our funny. And my parents would be like, yeah, it's day two. High five, wink, wink, nudge, nudge. When really we just were at that age, oh, there you go, that developmental to save money stage. On totally. We thought we were there for a week. Aww. And my parents later were like, you know, we were only there for two or three days. That's, oh, that's awesome. Funny. <laughs> our, our, that's little, funny. our little Lily, she gets up from her nap sometimes. And sometimes she asks to take a nap because she just is just exhausted. She get, she'll wake up after three hours and say, uh, is it time for breakfast? Because yeah. <laughs> they, they just don't, they no, don't have that. No. Yeah. I, I, I had the realization I, at one point that calendar was useless and I totally got rid of it. Well, careful now. I'm going to jump in. It's not that yeah. it's... Oh, just wait. I'll get there. Hold on. It's useless. Yeah. But I, for me, this is the steps I went through as I thought, ugh, it's useless. They're, they're not getting it. It's First of all, I had a realization that the boys and girls in my program, the ages that they were, could not see in rows. I thought, what are what do I want to get across when I'm teaching calendar? What are my goals? And my goals are number, recognition, number, order, sequence. And I'm thinking, once you get past the first week of a month, they can't see that sequence. It looks like a mumble, jumble, because they could never see that next row to stick that. You know, when we started Sunday and that calendar helper had to put the number up there, they had no clue where to go. They weren't seeing the rows. And the other thing I thought is calendar is is a measurement. It's Those are two things that they can grasp is the number concept, the number order, the number recognition, just good for them to have that introduced in their lives. And measurement is really what, what we want out of calendar. And when you are in a box and when you're done with the month and you're still in this box, there's no measurement out of that. They couldn't see that measurement. So I stretched the calendar. I cut it each week apart into strips, and I put it across my room. And when I was doing that... So you mean you had, like, one through 30 like week, uh, all yep, in one? Yep. A, literal, one t- a literal timeline. A, a week two, week three, all lined up in one long line. And as I'm doing this, um, one of my littles came up and said, Nita, what are you doing? And I said, I don't know. See if you can figure it out. So I stood there and watched. By the time I had week three on the wall, he said, wow, that's long. Right there... One of the goals of calendar, which no child in, let's see, I changed three years ago, so 12 years had ever said the calendar was long. Then I added um, the little strip that has Sunday, Monday, Tuesday on it, and then another child got that, oh, it's the calendar, because he recognized those from our calendar. And then I hung up at the beginning, September, and at the far end, I put October, and Ty goes, oh. I get it. We're going to go from this one all the way to that one. And I'm like, yes, we are. You do move through a month. You do travel through time. You're going, you know, you're going from this one to that one. And then to give them complete ownership of this, I set up a story because we love pirates and they were so into pirates. I'd bought new numbers and I said, boys and girls, I can't find the new numbers. I have no idea. And one of them said, I bet a pirate took them. I said, I bet you're right. And so I just started hiding the numbers. And they would find them during the play. Well, it's still to this day the same storyline, the same everything. And when they find the number, that's when they do calendar. They totally run it. There's no need for 
organizing everybody, all the children who are interested and at that age come over, they all figure out what that number is, where that number goes, um, and they just because I have them, so I use them, have, I do have the days of the week. And what that's become is just uh, a matching. They hold up the days of the week and match it to the smaller day of the week that's above the number. Does that make sense? Am I, are you following? So on my calendar is the strip that says Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. And then I have bigger cards that say Sunday, Monday, Tuesday. Let's find the matching one. So they're holding it up and they're looking, is there a T? And so they'll work together. One child will go, is there a T on that one? No, it's the W. Okay, that's not today then. Today's day is a T. Find the one with the T. But they do it. I, I have nothing to do with calendar time so at it's all. it's almost a, an activity choice. Oh, it's just, it's totally, and it's just whenever the number is found. And some days it's, it's not found until the end of the day because I hide it really hard. And if wherever they, it's hidden, they have to figure out then how to get it down. Sometimes I'll hide it on the ceiling. So then I have tools for them. I have grabbers. I have a ladder or whatever. Or they need to ask for what they need in order to get that number down. And they're in complete control of it. And I feel really good. I mean, I have kids that play with the calendar now. They are always counting squares to figure out how many days until the next birthday or the next exciting day that's on the calendar. Um, I will mess up the sequence of the numbers and, and see if they catch it. They always catch it and they fix it. And then they might do it. I've had kids who spend 45 minutes playing a game where, okay, close your eyes. I'm going to mess up the calendar. You come and fix it. And now I have children who have that, are getting that sequential order of numbers, the number recognition. The older ones are proud to teach the younger ones what the numbers are. The little ones are proud when they find one. You know, so it, it, I, I feel very good about it. I feel like it's a win-win yeah, Well, it sounds like you everyone. kept the kind of basic premise of the calendar, but you flipped it on its head and you figured out, what actually connected with the kids? Right, I figured what what actually can they get out of calendar, and those are the things I think is number order, number recognition, and measurement are really what concepts that they can grasp, and wow. then to see that because the numbers as they grow across. Did you talk about that, that in the line. book? That's in the or have the, I? That's going to be in the new book. Because I'm remembering, and we can put this, pictures up too of this. I when I've this heard rolls. the story before. Yeah, I think it was, I don't think it's so much in. The, we've we've got the activity actually in the in the one that's coming out later this year. I'm not sure if it got tucked. I think done. the story of the either that or somebody has shared. Yeah, yeah. Well, I have well, a she's blog. got it on her blog. No, no, no. no. Blog, I but, I either read it or somebody yeah. told me about how they changed their calendar. Yeah. But how long how uh, how do they learn to sit still? I'll have to talk about that in the circle time. But how do they, if they're not sitting down doing the calendar with you, how do they learn to ever sit still? And if stuff? they want what's at the table, they'll figure out how to sit. Oh, okay. That's yeah. And so, uh, I like that. I get asked or stand. That. I, cause I don't care if they I do ask that. that a lot. And there's just, there's moments that they do learn. And I think when that's age appropriate, they'll, they learn to sit. Yeah. They'll learn yeah. To we'll sit. get into that when we do the circle time episode. So, uh, what is there, what else is going on in the calendars we need to talk about? Um, I think there's some just, loopy rituals we get drawn into in early childhood because of things that are on the calendar. It's February, so we have to talk about snow, and it's it's, it's spring, so let's do a butterfly Well, episode. I think if you're not careful, you'll Groundhog get, Day. Yeah, you'll get sucked into the holiday trap, which can be tricky. And before you know it, all you're doing is... Cutting out... Well, I, I was going to say planning or however, whatever word resonates with everybody. But if we're not careful, everything we end up doing turns into being fueled by whatever Hallmark has decided this month focusing on. And, yeah. and oftentimes there's no context to and the I think children's a lot experience of, A lot of programs build curriculums around exactly yeah. that. That it's was just... one of the third or fourth things I got rid of completely, like cold turkey. I just said, we're not doing that anymore. We used to. 
not a finger pointing, not a judgment call, but we just, we just don't do that anymore. It just, it stopped feeling right for me. And I'm a person that, um, earlier we were talking about, um, oh gosh, now I can't even think of it. <laughs> for Pete's sake, what comes before practice when Appropriate practice. It's not appropriate practice. Mentally appropriate. The D. Yeah, yeah. Oh, gosh, I totally blanked. That so needs to get edited out no, because that's that sounds so dumb. Well. Anyway, appropriate practice or age-appropriate practice. Um, and sometimes you just you go with what feels right. My awareness, well, I had been told from external people, start thinking about getting rid of the, the focus on holidays. Start getting rid of that. The way that it actually connected with me was I was teaching at a center and it was Mother's Day and the director had come around with her clipboard of everybody's name of, you know, well, what is she, has she done the Mother's Day project yet? Has she done the Mother's Day project yet? And I said, you know what? She's, she doesn't have a mom. She didn't have mom. And so we were going to invite her dad to the Mother's Day event. And the director actually told me that it's an event for mothers. And at that moment I had a... (sighs) Like, I was so taken aback by the lack of sensitivity and the lack of just going, well, wait a minute. I get that the calendar says it's Mother's Day, but she doesn't have one. So, wow. And now we're basing a whole week of quote-unquote activities on this thing that not only doesn't have a context in this child's life, but is potentially amazingly painful. Absolutely. And it was at that point that I took all of the peripheral, you need to stop thinking, you got to start thinking about this, you start exploring this, and it kind of came together. Now I had my own real internalized reason. It was now relevant for me to explore this a little bit more. And what helped me was the Emergent Curriculum book by Elizabeth Jones. And and so much of that that holiday or calendar-driven curriculum is just, foo-foo stuff uh, in the in the Let, the Let Them Play book Danita and I did. We, we looked at some box curriculums, and one of them that sticks in my mind is a, it was an activity for uh, infants and toddlers, a, a February activity, a snow activity. And and the whole idea was you, you got egg cartons, and you put them on the ground, and kids got to take their shoes and socks off and, and walk on the egg cartons. And I guess it was crunchy, so that's supposed to be like snow, but it's not like <sighs> it's it's not like snow. No, because it's not snow. And, so I, it's an snow. egg yeah. and I mean, But what if you live in Texas? Yeah, and, and it's not a bad in Arizona? It's not a bad activity. Let them, because that's going to be, there's all kinds of balance oh, in Texas. It's a great activity. Great but activity, just, but don't call but it don't call call activity. Snow. This is why this is why I'm on a, I'm on a national campaign that every child care center should have a margarita machine so that they have shaved ice at any time so they can do real snow activities. But ice is not snow. Well, that's true. But it's a, it's a, it's a better snow analog than egg An cartons. egg carton. So that's where I'm, I'm just looking for a better analog in, in well, that I just situation. Well, like I like the margarita machine angle. Well, yeah, I think so. They might be able to find other things to do with it. Maybe sit back and listen to the Child Care Bar and Grill podcast brought you to go. you every week. <laughs> on Fridays. Wow, all of us quiet for a second at the same time. That I was distracted by the margarita machine. Yeah, Sorry. I was yeah, just kind yeah. of <clears throat> thinking, that's yummy. So, um, calendar. Calendars. Uh, well, who's got the busiest calendar here? How, how do you survive, Lisa? Because I. It's color coded. I think. <laughs> Seriously, I yeah, think I think I need to be. Should we take a picture of my calendar? I think we, maybe maybe we up? should and put it up with the episode because I th- I think my calendar is busy, and then I see how you, in constant motion you are, and how how do you make your how does your life work? I'm at the airport a lot, but I mean it's so hokey. People ask, and it, but it's such an honest and true answer. I love what I do so much, and and it is such a 
such an authentic way that to me, yeah, I'm I'm on the road a lot, but I love what we're out there doing so much that it's like I don't even see that. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's like my commute, which it might be a little skewed reality-wise, but but it's what I do. You know, some people sit in the car and listen to podcasts and I drive to the airport and sit at O'Hare a lot and get stuff and do stuff or whatever. But it, it, my, I, I have a, a physical paper calendar. I have, and then my, my, what is this? My, my phone calendar and it does help keep me on track. And I don't, I don't really know where I'm going with that, but it, well, I, I just imagined your calendar and I feel like a, a total slacker. As, no. As I guess, well, no, I mean, no, really, because I, 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 that's where, but the thing is, I, I guess what it goes back to is, is, um, Time flies when you're having fun. It is, and when you're and you make time for the stuff that you make time for the stuff that's important to you, and so you don't feel busy when you're doing stuff that you that you love, and so that's why caregivers who are who are tuned in and in the moment, the job and are are being their best to to harken back to a previous episode, uh, the day goes a lot quicker for them. It does when you feel you're stuck, isolated, like a previous episode. It gets very difficult to do this job, and your calendar drags. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, I'd rather be I would rather be busy and enjoying it than to be just trotting through something that you just can't wait until it's over. You know, this year for my calendar, this for for 2013, I pruned a lot of extra things that I was involved in as as all of you know that because I am doing the grad school program with Champlain. And so no, that meant no races, that meant no summer session, no I mean I cut it all out. But I found that I was really missing the running component, and so I had to make a midstream adjustment because I, I didn't realize how much the running actually assisted me in right. in being the best that I am in those other arenas that I was yeah. choosing to focus on. So I, I had to kind of eat a little crow and say, no, you know, I need more than just going out for a run every now and again. I need a race. I need a goal. I need something to mm-hmm. get me out and a little bit more focused on that. So I picked I picked a race and started training again. So you you do make room for that which you deem important. Yeah. And I think maybe that's something we could we could encourage our listeners to do is to to get a get a Sharpie, get a pen and put something on your calendar, put a goal on there and then every day take a couple little steps to get into that goal, whether it's going back to school or whether it's painting the living room at the house or whether whatever that thing whatever is, is. Mm-hmm. put it on your calendar and then work for it. Because I know way too many people in this profession, they start they start doing uh, childcare when, they, when their kids are young because they want to be with their kids. And this happens in family childcare. Some of them work in centers for the same reason. And then 25 or 30 years go by and they've put dreams and goals on and hold. ambitions on hold. And then they feel like they can't do anything with them and and that's a, that's a tough place to be to feel like life has passed you by. So I have two stories. Good one. My friend Noel wanted to be a doctor, and she had always wanted to be a doctor. And she was about thirty five or so when she shared the story with me. And she's thirty, maybe even forty. And she said, "But Lisa, by the time by the time I'm actually a doctor, I'm I'm going to be fifty. And I looked at her and I said, "You know, dude, you're going to be fifty regardless, you can either be 50 and be a doctor or be 50 and wishing that you had been a doctor. And I take that very seriously. And my second story is when we first started our company, one of the articles that I had read was a supposed interview or a very informal survey that they had done at a kind of a convalescent old folks home. And they asked all of the older people, if you were to do one thing different, 
what what would it be? What would you have done differently? And 85% of them said they would have taken more risks. So I take that and then I take the conversation with Noel and I merge that together. And I ask, you know, if it, yes, there is room for is what I'm doing right now getting towards those goals. There's also room for wow, you know what, this this little detour might give me a little bit of, of peripheral pleasure, so to speak. Yeah. So maybe I'll go pursue that. Yeah. And, and maybe it might appear frivolous to somebody, but it is, it's something that's fueling me up, which allows me to be the best that I can be. Yeah, I think I can tie that together because we've got... We've got just months left in our family child care program, which has been we've had for 10 years and then 16 years in the center before that. One of our little girls will be with us for another week. One will be with us through the summer, and then they'll be in school. And this has been a planned thing. Three years ago, we looked at our calendar and said, in three years, when all the kids we have now have outgrown us, we're gonna we're gonna move move on, and so we haven't taken a new child on, and we haven't, and so and so these two ba- that we've raised since they were pup babies, and. Uh, <laughs> And they're gonna they're gonna they're gonna head off to school, and then we're gonna we're taking that risk because it's gonna become books and podcasts and and toys and all the other stuff I've been involved in full time, and it, it's a scary thing. But that that fear feels good, and I mean maybe someday I'll end up having to be a Walmart greeter because this is a stupid risk. <laughs> or a beggar at yeah, Hy-Vee. or a beggar at High V. But I'm I'm cool with that because that risk is is fun. And so it's been three years that our calendar has been tick, 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 ticking by to get us there. But now we're we're ready to jump into that adventure. And I think it's I think it's cool. I think we'd all look for more opportunities for that in our lives. Because those calendar days fly, fly, fly by and eventually uh that last page tears off and we're done and, and life is just too short not to take some of those risks and have some of those adventures. Oh, I quit. <laughs> so we're wrapping it up. Hey, we're wrapping it up now. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Child Care Bar and Grill podcast. We'll be back in the future with episodes on circle time and risks and a bunch of other stuff. Thanks for tuning in. Bye-bye. Over and out. See you later. Connect with Danita at playcounts.com. Connect with Lisa at ooeygooey.com. And connect with me, Jeff Johnson, at explorationsearlylearning.com. See you next time.